I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by the one and only, Damar Johnson. How you doing today, bro? Doing good, man. What's up, fellas? How's that weather out there in Cincinnati? It's good. It's been good. Pretty warm. Okay. And the man behind the scenes, the producer, the man who makes everything happen, A1. How you doing today, brother? Great. Glad to be here as usual. Start off by the normal place. I'll let you guys know to make sure you guys are checking out SNL Heating and Air Conditioning for all your heating and air conditioning needs as the summertime rolls around. Make sure those air conditioning units are working and keeping you cool in your home. Make sure you check out SNL Heating and Air Conditioning. Like, go to um, Facebook, like their page on Facebook. All the information you need is right there. Once again, that is SNL Heating and Air Conditioning for all your air conditioning heating needs in the entire DMV area. So, since we last talked, DJ, the finals, which we knew was going to be the finals from about this time last year, but can you, I can't really ever remember in our in our lifetime a more anticipated finals where everybody was like at their primes and we knew this is what we were going to get. Can you think of any since we've been since we've been around? No. Okay. Right on point with that. Yeah, so I mean, the, the closest thing I can think of is when we got uh, Jordan versus Barkley when Barkley was on the Phoenix when he was uh, out in Phoenix, and you know, Barkley was got the MVP that year and whatever the case may be, and was you know stepping up to that scene, and you know that was, that's about the closest thing I can see. But to have this many high caliber players on the court at the same time, you know, it's this is that, that's that's the best we could ask for, and we got it so far. So what would you say? What did you well, what did you expect to see the first two games versus what you have seen in the first two games? I expect to go to state to win to win the games. Um I didn't expect for for guys like Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith to basically um just you know have no no do nothing in the series to this point. I, I figured, you know, J.R. would hit hit a few more shots and I, I just knew Tristan Thompson would be a dominant factor on the boards and giving them second chance, like second chance shots, like he's used to doing. Let me ask you something: What you, uh, for lack of a better term, would, would be considered a role player in your NBA career? What is the biggest difference about role player? You know, the saying is that the role players show up at home and not so much on the road. What is the biggest difference between playing at home and on the road? For for role players, it, it isn't much of a difference. It's it's mostly just. The opportunities you get. Well, why is there such drastic difference in like production? I don't. I don't know why that is. Um, I don't know if if at home is is really up to the main players to to get you in in the positions. Like if you just spotting up shooting the ball when you're when your all star your star is being double team and they really got to get you the ball because you're not going to get plays ran for you. You're not going to get isolations. Your your scoring is based on them getting you the ball and you being in the right place, which, I mean, you being in the right place is pretty simple for you to do because they operate, you know, most of the floor. You just got to kind of space out and just wait wait to get the ball and just knock down a shot when it comes to you. It, it, just, it, seems, it just seems like, you know, a guy like the J.R. Smith and the Tristan Thompson, like, I mean, I, I imagine tonight J.R. Smith comes out and we see a completely different J.R. Smith than what we've seen through two games. I believe he has five shots. Yes, that's the thing. It's not like he's out there breaking. He's not even getting opportunities. And and Tristan Thompson, he's not playing as many minutes either. But because he's he hasn't done anything while he's been in there. Because Golden State, if if it's your job, it's, sometimes they go into a series and they're like, we're not going to let Tristan Thompson 
get eight offensive rebounds a game and give them all these second chance shots. That's where a lot of three points come in off the offensive rebounds. And um and this and go to State's doing their job by, you know, not letting him um, you know, get those opportunities for his teammates. Do you feel like it's do you feel like it's whose fault is it that J.R. Smith is and the, and the likes of J.R. Smith, the Kyle Corvers, and uh, and these guys, whose fault is it that they're not getting their shots? Um, I can't say it's anybody's fault. It's go to state just executing their 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 plan and and not letting them guys um get get the, get them looks, closing out to the shooters, making them put the ball on the floor. I think it's mostly on Golden State. I'm watching the, the conversation at the age. It seems like the you know, the conversation we have every week now, and whether it's on here or on our, on our group chat amongst friends, is I'm starting to see Kyrie again playing a lot more hero ball and iso ball. And correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it hit, the, the stat was that through the first two games, Golden State has passed, has 197 more passes than, than the Cleveland has. Um, and as I'm watching the, the iso with Kyrie and all the, you know, just not the same ball movement. It's when you watch the two teams, the ball movement is like drastically different. And so while while you know we were talking earlier, while the Kevin Durant, you know, you look at shot numbers, may be the same, but the quality of shots certainly aren't the same. And I feel like that's ball movement. Yeah, that's just how that's how go to say plays, um, and that's how you know Kyrie plays. Kyrie is is a one on one player. He scores off. Beating his eye off the dribble, and even though the big highlight everybody's looking at was, you know, was Steph. You know, he took more dribbles than he's used to taking when he took LeBron off the dribble when he had to make, you know, ten different moves. That's normally not how Steph scores. Steph usually, if he don't got his shot, he's not open. He'll pass it, he'll move, move around, and get the ball back. And he 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 don't normally play like that. That's that's not how Kyrie plays. So the way they play, they're going to pass the ball a lot more than, than Cleveland does. And and with well, um, I, I even thought last year that um, Clay Thompson was playing some really good defense on Kyrie, and Kyrie had, Kyrie made some really tough shots on Clay. I agree. That's that can you know they're just tough shots, and you're not going to shoot a great percentage of those all the time. You're going to have your games where you ain't missing them, but those aren't high percentage shots. I think Clay does a great job on. If you're Cleveland, can you at this point in the game? Is it too late? Do you have to just stick to what you do, which is you know? Live with Kyrie as your point guard in the, in the ISO ball, or do or or can you change up? Or it's just not about that. It's just too late for that at this point of the year. You can make adjustments. You gotta make adjustments. Um, but I mean, going, going back home, we'll see. We'll see tonight. You know how 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 things you know differ. What they said, I thought they would maybe start Shumpert over Jr. And Coach Lou said he wasn't he wasn't changing that. But again, like I said, Jr. is not getting any opportunity. So we'll see if some of them shots. Um, fall at home if if Kyrie's more confident he can shoot a better percentage than he's shooting if you know Corbin can come off the bench and hit two or three threes and, and and that would make the game a lot different as I sit here and I watch we we know what we know what Golden State's identity is and it's the shots getting you know three-point shooters and spacing the ball movement and shots and I watch it and you kind of figure I'm trying to figure out what exactly is Cleveland's game plan and as you watch it, you kind of feel like there is no identity. You, you know what I mean? We're trying to figure out what the identity is. And I feel like through the rest of the, most of the Eastern Conference finals, what it is is that their identity was they have shooters. They have LeBron and then they have shooters. And I feel like they've kind of run into somebody who 
you have the team that's built the same way as yours, except for they're better at it. I don't even know if that's true. I mean, because I, I, I think Cleveland has more shooters. Than they do. No, they do. But but the thing is, is that in order for them, they do have more shooters. We've discussed that plenty of times. I mean, they have seven seven shooters. But what we're not seeing right now was Channing Fry got a coach's decision in one of the games. He played five minutes in a blowout. Um, Corver's getting two to three shots a game. Uh, you know, so it's like they're not even getting a chance to do what they do because they do have shooters. And I feel like the team is, 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 if any team is constituted to match this guys and in, in these, this Golden State team in a shootout, it is these guys. But I feel like we're not, they just can't do it. They can't get Corver on the court. They're not getting Fry on the court. I'm assuming because of defensive matchups and that you can't have them both on the floor at, at the same time. Uh, if Love, I'm, which I was just talking to A1 before the show, has been playing great as far as I'm concerned, but, uh, you know, then he becomes a defensive liability, but he's also an offensive weapon. Now you have Tristan Thompson on the floor who really can only play one side of the ball. I'm, I'm just really looking at where is Cleveland's mismatch at, or how can Cleveland win? I, I think they're going to have to play LeBron at four, and I just I just don't know if, if Tristan Thompson is going to be able to play a lot in this series. I think Love's going to have to play the five, and LeBron's going to have to play the four. And they're going to have to try to find find ways to, you know, get Culver and um and Jr. some shots. But what Golden State is doing, kind of what Cleveland did last year, where they just they're basically switching everything. So you're switching everything now. You got to depend on guys to be able to take guys one on one, and that's really Kyrie's game. But um, that that's the one person they're not trying to switch as much on. They're trying to keep Clay. On Kyrie, but now you got to trust Kyrie to be able to make the right pass when, when they're um showing on his screens and you know he got two guys on him. He got to be able to make the right pass at the right time. And, and I don't think he second. does. I don't think he does. Uh, no, he doesn't. I, I mean, how, go ahead. You no, know, last year their strategy was basically they were switching everything. Clay couldn't get shots. Steph couldn't get shots. And them guys aren't the greatest one-on-one players in the world. And sometimes we see Steph make some moves, but he ain't the greatest one-on-one guy. Like, you know, Kyrie is. So now you got Kevin who he can go out and get his own bucket. You know, he's, he's not Harrison Bond. So you can switch anybody on him and he's going to be able to score regardless. So that, that's, that's where I thought when, when, when he went there, that's where I knew that that would help them out a lot. Cause no, no matter if you switch everything, cause he can, he can go out and get his buckets without a screen. I was just wondering when last year the plan, what worked for them and what almost worked for them the year before. Hit not now on the A one. What worked for them last year was with the just let Harrison Barnes shoot. That was a successful game plan as he went out there and you know missed pretty much every single shot he took. But with with Harrison Barnes gone, and because that was what they did, they pretty much doubled uh, Kyrie, doubled um, excuse me, doubled Steph, doubled Clay, and, and and just let Harrison Barnes shoot and and don't let those other two see the ball. With with this with with when you add Kevin when you take out Harrison Barnes and you add Kevin I don't even see what you do. Well, they I mean they also let Dre Draymond shoot last year. That's why Draymond had a great game. Um, you know the last game because they were basically you know allowing him to you know to beat them also. Um, so now, like you say, with Kevin, what, what do you do? Um, I don't know what you can do. Yeah. I mean, when, when Iguodala's on the, I'm, I'm fine with letting Draymond shoot. If I'm Cleveland, I'm more than fine with letting Draymond shoot. And I'm fine with letting Iguodala shoot. I'm fine with letting Livingston shoot. But when those three are on the court, man, 
it's we're watching the debate we were having earlier is you know for some reason all the Kevin's getting all this praise about how much better he's making Steph Curry and I think what's missing this is how much better Golden State is making Kevin and and the opportunities that that are presenting themselves that weren't opportunities in Oklahoma City we're watching on a fast break Kevin Durant is literally allowed to walk into the basket and get an uncontested dunk because as you watch on the fast break they're sprinting to the corners to guard the shooters. They, you know, they rather give up the wide open dunk than give up a wide open three. Right. And, and that plays right into Kevin's hands. Yeah, the, the, the thing with Kevin is, is Kevin's, Kevin, he's an average 30 in the final four. So Kevin's going to get his points. It's just coming easier now. Now he don't have to work as hard. He don't have to play one-on-one against two or three guys to, to get points. What are you what are you making of the Kevin Durant LeBron James matchup? I actually I actually think um, LeBron's been playing great. Um Do you? In I what way? He um even like like last game, he's just I mean, he wasn't forcing anything. Maybe he should force more, but he was I thought he made his shots like they'll come down, make a three, LeBron come down, make a three, drive into the room. Um he's been he's been shooting it well. Um, the first game he had some turnovers, but I think pass, he's been making the right plays, the right passes. He's been taking the right shots, but I just think, um, Kyrie, Kyrie hasn't been helping him. Um, Love, num- Love shot better last game. The game before Love, his numbers were good, but Love, you know, he missed some, some good opportunities. The, the game one, he was four for 13, so he had a little trouble shooting, but he made, he also had 23 rebounds and, and a, and a large amount of offensive rebounds. Giving the team right. second chance points. I mean, as a whole, aside from the from the cold shooting in game one, Kevin Love is more than you know held up his end of the bargain. Yeah, I mean, but like four, four for thirteen is not going not going to help you be, go to. You no, but, but in in a game where nobody on Golden State, was, Golden State in game one was two people. They had two people in double figures. I mean, like Kevin and Kevin and and and, and Steph combined for I think almost eighty points. You know, it was like thirty eight and thirty or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I mean, I I feel like I don't I, I don't really see how Cleveland can win this, especially. Well, I answer a question. I'm sorry, because I didn't answer a question. Um, Kevin Kevin is playing the best. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, Kevin's I, I playing thought, the best. I thought LeBron's playing great, but I think Kevin's playing the best. I mean, uh, even defensively, steals, blocks. Mm-hmm. He's he, he's locked in and. And I've been saying for a while now um, that he has, you know, the potential to be so good defensively because of his length, um, his athleticism, and I'm just glad that he's been using that more. Even even last year, he was um, he was starting to, you know, do more defensively with OKC, and you know, it's even been more this year. So it's been it's been good to see because he has the capability to be one of the better two way players in the league. Let me let me ask you this: If if they go out there and win this series, whether it be in four or five or maybe even six, and KD keeps this up, does he not then have the crown of the best player in the NBA? Um, I don't see why not. I actually thought the year he got MVP. I I thought Kevin was the best player in the NBA. Um, he's he's because at first it was just okay. He's just a scorer. He's a scorer, but Kevin's making the right passes. He's he's become a better rebounder. Because the year he he averaged more everything than LeBron except rebounds. No, no, except 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 assists. Except assists, right? Everything he was better statistically than LeBron, um, and he's been building on that. So I think 
Yeah, he win this one, and he keeps us up. I don't see why he wouldn't be the best player in the league. Do you think he'll get that props, or what, what do you think the backlash will be about? I mean, we've already starting to hear the how you know him joining this team was cheating and all of that, and blah 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 blah. Do you think he'll get the credit he deserves? Yeah, just like LeBron got his when LeBron went to Miami, and they said, "Yeah, we're going to win seven championships," and, and everybody was pissed off. The world was pissed off. He was public enemy number one. And then he wins two championships, and it's like people forget about it. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think so. It's, it's just really weird to me how this has become, and we've talked about this, and how I think people, one, the, the excuses have already started about how LeBron doesn't have enough help, and I think that's ridiculous. I think there's <laughs> yeah. plenty of people on that Cleveland team. That Cleveland team is loaded with talent. Um, and, and I think it's – I think it's – see, I'm watching LeBron, and while – I don't know if it's a combination of him trying to do too much, combination of fatigue, um, but I don't see the same LeBron that I've seen. I, LeBron is a guy that the numbers he, he he just he wakes up with numbers when he shows up to the stadium. Okay, when the when they throw the ball in the air for the tip ball, LeBron starts off with ten, five, and five. Like that's just that's what he does. He fills up a stat sheet, huh? What do you say? Water, by the way. Okay, <laughs> but um, so. So, so that, that, that goes without saying. He's always going to have his numbers, but I don't see where LeBron is at his best. It's getting everybody else involved. And I haven't seen that. I feel like when LeBron is at his best, Jared Smith doesn't have three shots. Yeah. Y- you know what I mean? I, I feel like th- that's not the case. And I feel like that's why I feel like LeBron's not the LeBron that I'm used to seeing. I, I think Wait, that. Is he having 10 assists or more? Uh, he's probably right there. He's probably somewhere around eight or nine. If I had to he guess. had like fifteen assists the first game, or was that rebounds? Uh, I don't know. He had a lot of. He had a 14. lot. Yeah, he's probably at ten. He's probably at ten for the series. He, he probably is. But again, like I said, I, I'm I'm not so much going off of the assist numbers. I'm going off of again. How is it that J.R. Smith has three shots? How is it that uh I I don't think uh, Corver has five shots? Uh, how is it that Channing Fry is not getting? The bet the when when Cleveland is at its best, LeBron is creating terror, getting everybody involved. Kyrie is unguardable, and Corver, Fry, uh, Kevin Love, and all these guys are hitting wide open threes, and we haven't seen any of that. But the thing about that is, is just like you know that, so does Golden State. Mm-hmm. So it's their job to take that away, and they have. Yeah. And I feel like now we're just getting a, hey, LeBron, if you would like to score, have at it. And, and, and that, like, that's what I think we're getting. I think we're getting, you remember their, um, the, the year before, not last year, the one that Golden State did win, and it was just LeBron and Delhi. And Golden State pretty much said, hey, LeBron, you can score as many points as you like. But what you won't be doing is getting anybody else involved. And so, you know, he's scoring 40 points a game, and they're like, you know, that's great. As long as nobody else gets involved, have at it. And I feel like that's kind of where they're going with it now. Especially if LeBron's going to be shooting two pointers and they're going to be making three pointers. Thing is, is now you got Kyrie out there, and, and LeBron's still averaging thirty points or mm-hmm. more. Same time, it's, it's hard for him to go out there and be like, "Okay, I'm going to get 40, 45 points." But now, well, what does that leave? What does that leave Kyrie when we really need Kyrie to get going? Because once Kyrie gets going, it's going to make it easier for all of us. So I gotta sometimes like here, Kyrie, get going, try to get going, and. That's the part that hasn't really happened. He's he's made a few shots here and there, but he hasn't really got going. I think that's really what's holding him back. I don't 
I think LeBron's been playing a, a good series. I think part of the problem, like you said, with Kyrie is that he's capable of making a lot of tough shots. Therefore, he tends up taking a lot of tough shots. And mm-hmm. those aren't always going to go in. And, you know, I, I don't think with the difficult, with the level, with the, excuse me, the degree of difficulty and the shot attempts that Kyrie is taking, you're going to be around mid forties to lower forties in field goal percentage. And I'm just not sure that's going to cut it when the other team is at, you know, hovering around 50% from three. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? So the, the eight for 24 is, that's just not going to cut it. No, not at all. And I, I, I don't know. Again, I guess, you know, you know what you got in Kyrie. So he's not going to become John Stockton overnight. It's just not going to. But I think if, in order for them to have any chance of keeping up with Golden State, the ball movement has to, has, it has to pick up. And I agree with you. I think this might just be a Tristan Thomas, Tristan Thompson list series. Yeah. If the other team is going to be out there with four, four guys who are legit scorers, I don't think that you're in a position to just be having guys out there who can't score. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, and, um, and, and especially with Love playing how he's playing, because before, you know, um, Draymond had Love, Love flustered, and so they were able to play without Love and play with Thompson, who's, who, who was able to switch out on defenders and guard them one on one and get offensive rebounds and bring that energy. But with Love playing how he's playing, you're gonna to have to sacrifice some of that defense from Thompson and um and play love and while love is you know making his shots and being engaged in the game, you're gonna need love out there. So that's gonna take away some offensive rebounds. It's gonna take away being able to switch on screens or even you can switch anyway. But Thompson have a better chance of guarding you know them guys in love with. What's the lineup that you think would most be successful for Cleveland? And do you think it would be in Cleveland's best interest to really engage in an all-out, bombs-away shootout with Golden State? Um, I mean, I want to say, okay, Kyrie, Kyrie, um, but between Jr. and Shumpert, it really just depends on who's who's hot, who's motivated that day. Because Jr. can get hot and hit plenty of threes, but you know, Shumpert can. Knock down threes if you give it to him, but Shumper's going to play so much harder on defense. Mm-hmm. Playing Jr. Shumper, then you know Culver, LeBron, and Love. Yeah, I, I'm actually surprised at how little we're seeing Culver and 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 again, and even less than him, Fry. In, in terms of, I think in order to beat Golden State, you're going to need 120, and I don't yeah. think Cleveland can get to 120 without shooters on the floor. I don't think you get to 120 with Tristan Thompson on the floor for 30-plus minutes a game. You disagree with I, me on that? Um, They can do it. It gets go to state. I, I don't know. I mean, I actually thought Fry would play more. Right. Um, he and Peter first game. Then he got in pretty early the second game. And the first play he gets in, he get a pick and roll, go down the middle, and basically misses layup. And then I'm like, dang, that's, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't <laughs> call Coach Lou and be like, man, you should play Friday as soon as he played Fry. Right. Then like two plays later, you know, Fry hits a, like a long two. I'm like, okay, that's what I need him out there for. Cause you know, he gets it off pretty quick. But then, um, after that, you miss another one. He didn't really do much. And so he didn't earn, he didn't earn the minutes to, to, to stay in there. 
Because if you're not knocking down shot after shot, then we might as well have Thompson to, to do more defensively on the boards. Uh, it's hard. It's hard because again, I saw like I saw what you saw with Fry. Then when Corver goes in there, he took like two or three three pointers in a you know two minute stretch, and they were very far. You know, I mean, like drastically behind the line. Now, he, of course, he's capable of hitting those, but I mean, but he more overlooked, huh? what you're talking about that was the best shot he was gonna yeah hit. no absolutely i mean i, I feel you he was open and you know it was fast but i mean he was deep you know he was he was back there you know and, yeah. and, it, and it, it went in and out and uh you know I, I i think it's tough for cleveland man the way this team is set up it's hard and the difference is again this golden state team if if um if harrison barnes even makes three jump shots last year nba history looks completely different you know, so when you replace a guy who didn't need to be guarded with a guy who can't be guarded, I think this is what you get. Well, thank well, <laughs> I mean, Harrison Barnes shot the ball terrible, but yeah. he's not. He's not a guy that you just he's that you just don't guard. You know, he's not Anthony Robinson, Robinson. He didn't guard he's, him. But by, by, yeah. by the game six and seven, the, like the cat was out the bag, and, and at that point it becomes emotional. Like I mean, it becomes psychological that you know yeah. they're not guarding you, and you know they're not guarding you, so. Then you know. Then you stop thinking about shooting, and you know he's passing up open shots. And I mean, you know, once it gets in your head, it's a did wrap. You, then did you guys hear the stat that Durant has outplayed him? These two games has played has scored more points yeah. than he did. More all, points, more rebounds, more yeah. assists, in more blocks. Game, all seven games. In all seven games, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I expect I, I expect that of Kevin. <laughs> right, absolutely. As what, what do you think about the defensive job that that LeBron is? Or, for lack of a better term, isn't doing on KD. It's it's, it's not even LeBron is not guarding him the whole game. No, he can't. Uh, yeah, maybe not. So <laughs> it's it's hard because the way they play, they're moving around, so they're switching everything. So you got love on KD. You get a little bit of everybody on KD. Shumper on KD. So it's hard to it's hard. Even, to oh, that on you LeBron. know who we're not talking about, DJ? We're getting a lot of RJ. RJ hasn't played bad. It's not a matter of whether he's played bad or not, but we're getting a lot of art. Like, I feel like they're paying so much attention to the defense assignments that you're not yeah. giving your chance. Like, again, it is going to take 120, minimum, 115 points to beat Golden State. And each time you put in a Shumper, a RJ, a Tristan Thompson, which each one of those players that you put on the court, your chances of getting 130, you know, decreases, decreases, decreases. Decreases because th- that's just not what they're going to give you. Uh, RJ, in his defense, has been um, even better offensively and defensively than Culver, Jr. and just in a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, RJ's played good for what what it is. He's <laughs> physical with Kevin. I think that's what that's about. Remember the regular season game where the last shot was for KD and RJ basically pushed him in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. St- when he stuck his foot underneath his foot or something like that, yeah. stepped on his foot it- or something like that. If you notice, like, you know, Kevin gets a little frustrated with RJ because RJ is pushing him all the whole way up the floor, and, and Kevin kind of, you know, pushes him back a little bit. They haven't got double text yet, but I think RJ's in there to get under his skin. Yeah, I, I would, I mean, that's one of those things that, yeah, that's a veteran, that's what a veteran is supposed to do. I mean, you got a mismatch, right? I mean, this guy has probably got you by four or five inches, and, and you know, not to mention probably 10 years. You're yeah. junior, you know what I mean? 
And, you know, RJ's doing, RJ is doing a great job, all things considering, defensively. Defensively, but I don't think RJ's keeping anybody honest on the offense end. RJ hit a three last game. I'm trying to think. A3? A3? I, I, I think, I, I, I think. That's the same amount of threes JR's here. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, Kyrie needs these. Uh, follow me if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, though. When Kyrie is pretty much unguardable one-on-one. Matter of fact, he's damn unguardable two-on-one. Now, when you line up the shooters out there, when you put the Corvers and the Fries and the Loves around the three-point line, everybody has to stay home. And once you tell people to stay home, Kyrie becomes that much harder to guard. But with the RJs and the Tristan Thompsons, you get a lot of people cheating off of their man to help stop Kyrie. And 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 at times, LeBron. Well, but the thing about that is, it was really making this series different. Is he's um, Kyrie's is having to use the screen now because coming down and going one on one, he's learning that that's not been successful against Clay Thompson. Do you think so he's learned? Let me ask you that. Do you think he's learning that though? Yeah, because when he's scoring, he's using the screen and he's splitting the big man, mm-hmm. or he's trying to attack the big man. He's not. Just doing one on one against Clay because he's 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 that he's running the screen. That's how he's scoring. When he when he goes one on one, it hasn't been successful. That's why he's calling for the screen. Okay. Okay. The um, what do you see happening tonight? If 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 this is a, if, if Cleveland gonna get a game, this is it, it. It's gonna, gotta be tonight. A game. They're gonna get any game tonight. Tonight has to be it. You expect yeah. them to win tonight? Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean I do, but I mean based on you know everything I've seen so far, and even things that we've talked about, it's like they got they they gotta play they gotta play you know damn near perfect. And them them guys that we've been talking about who who haven't stepped up, they they have to step up. What the what would a sweep? He's not giving you any opportunities, too. So. What would a sweep do to LeBron's legacy? <sighs> um, no, no, I'm talking about at this point in his career. Right. First of all, I, you know what, A1, I'm glad you said that. but Because people, LeBron, I, I feel like his resume, people just sweep things under the rug. And they act like it never happened. That That Dallas Mavericks finals is... No, it's like the least talked about event in the history of basketball. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's just never mentioned. We always hear about how LeBron was the underdog and, you know, he just needs help. He just needs help. And nobody ever mentions how Dirk went in there and took Tyson Chandler, Jason Kidd, and Jason Terry, and J.J. Barrera, and beat the brakes off of, off of them. Like, nobody ever mentions that. Nobody ever mentions that Kawhi Leonard flat out outplayed LeBron. Like, just did. You know what I mean? Man to man. Shut him down on defense, and I played him on offense. And it's like that just didn't happen. Nobody mentions that. So again, my question: What would a sweep do? Are they just going to put all the blame on on the J.R. Smiths and the and the Tristan Thompsons of the world? They they will do that. Um, <laughs> it will it will it will tarnish it. It will tarnish it some. Um, um, I mean, I, I've always. Taking him out of the mic conversation, I don't even. I don't. It's crazy how they put him past Kobe. Yes, it is. Um, I mean, I ask Kobe but I, about that. crazy. 
I do get I do get where I don't know who it was. Might have been Max. Somebody was saying, "Well, the losses that he has in the finals," and it's like, okay, well, is he penalized for for making it to the finals? Would have been better if he lost before he got to the finals, so he don't have that you know loss on his finals record. You know, um, there's that, but. I don't know. At this point in his career, a sweep, they will, they will, they will try to, you know, make it seem like he he don't have help again, and that Katie joined an already great team and this, this, and that. But it will, it will tarnish it a little bit. But how is it that all year long, right, DJ? We talk and and the, we run in the same circles when it comes to sports debates, and all year long the talk is is how. Steph Curry is falling all the way down. People putting him behind, you know, fifth best point guard in the NBA and whatever the case may be. Um, Clay, not what he used to be. Da 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 da. Uh, Draymond, role player. Where the hell is the super team? I mean, I, you know, how, no, how I, is it? I always never, I never thought it was a super team to start with. Um, how is it that Kyrie's better than Steph Curry? LeBron is better than KD. Hmm. Kevin Love is better than Tristan Thompson. But for some reason, the, the, the tables are on, the scales are unbalanced. That doesn't make any sense. And then all of a sudden you start hearing about, come on guys, the Sean, like, is that what we're talking about now? Has it got to the point that we're saying Sean Livingston is the key to an NBA finals? That Andre Iguodala is the key to an NBA finals? Is, is that what we're talking about now? You know, you have your people who, who love LeBron and people, your people who hate LeBron. And there's your people who are neutral. They just they just call it how it is. Um, I, I like I said, I've never thought Golden State was 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 a super team. I thought they were all overachievers. Everybody but Kevin Durant on that team is an overachiever. Um, they just play well together, so it makes everybody look great. I, I mean, I'm, I'm arguing with guys yesterday about you know Draymond Green, and I'm just like. Draymond, Draymond could have been out of the league. You know, he was, he was, you know, lucky to get the opportunity he got. David Lee getting hurt and being on the team where he got a whole bunch of unselfish guys where, cause Steph could really be like, man, I'm dribbling the ball down the court every time we're running off pick and rolls and we're doing this. But they let Draymond bring the ball up the floor and make decisions whether he can take it off the rebound. And that's helping, that's helping his stats out. He don't, cause you put Draymond on the Sixers and we never even heard of him. Draymond Green on the Sixers is just a guy playing really hard. Right. He's not even Thaddeus. He's Thaddeus Young. You know what I mean? What or, or, or insert name here? Like I mean, we're not saying he's not an NBA player, but please let's not act like somebody. The phone's ringing off the hook for somebody to build their team around Draymond Green. You no, know, the big thing in the NBA is 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 opportunity and confidence, and you can't tell Draymond a thing right now. He he go he has supreme confidence. And plenty of opportunity. He know he he know what his role is on that team. You can insert plenty of guys if you be like, man, listen, this guy's at home that's six six undersized who can man. If you put me on the team with them guys, you think I can't dribble up the floor and hand it off and pass it to the best shooters in the world? And, if, and all you need me to do is be physical and beat some guys up and play defense and hit wide open threes, wide open uncontested threes. Yeah, they'll love that opportunity. No, I, I, I totally agree. It's just, it's just weird to me how, like I said, when it, it seems like to me, and the point that annoys me the most when it comes to debate is how people debate with an ulterior motive. And when I say that is in order to boost their player, in this case, LeBron, you have to discount his teammates and, and over, and, and the, and then the competition 
is over, you know, whatever the case may be. You'll ask a guy, who do they play? They played a tough Toronto team that won, you know, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, they're amazing. And, you know, Kevin Love's not that good. And, and it's like, you're not serious right now. You're really not serious. You, you, you know what I mean? You, you're doing that because you have an ulterior motive and you need to devalue. All of a sudden, the way people try to discredit Kevin Love's NBA achievements is, is foolish. It just is. I mean, is he a top five player in the NBA? No. He's still, he's, he's an all-star without LeBron. And he has, and he's been, he's done it on every level. You, you know, he's a college, uh, high school, college, NBA. He's proven that he can play at this level. He probably th- uh, was watching was uh, Charles Barkley and Shaq said it's the best outlet pass they've ever seen thrown in their life is by Kevin Love. The guy it's takes outlet. huh? Uh, outlet passes are ridiculous. They are flat footed. Yeah, flat footed the, the entire length of the court strike. You know, what I mean, like with Tom Brady pin- uh, accuracy from you know from the length of the court. And, you know, so but the, the the LeBron fans in order for. To boost their case, they have to discount the people around him, you know. And this team isn't that good. This team isn't that good, and the other team is out. It is unworldly good. And the truth of the matter is, that's funny because when you say Steph Curry is better than LeBron James, those people start telling you Steph Curry's might not be the top five players in the NBA. That's fine. Uh, Clay Thompson not that good. You know, Kevin Durant uh, somewhere around the three four range. If all of that is true, then why are we seeing this? Why, why are we saying go to well, Steph? No, why, why, are we, why are we seeing what we're seeing? You know, if Kyrie is better than Steph, if LeBron is better than Kevin, you know, if, if this person is better than that person, I mean, something isn't true. Hey, man. I know this is a whole different series and a different different teams, but we, we both saw Cavaliers come back from 3-1 last year. So, mm-hmm. two, two ahead of ourselves. Um, it's who... You know, who knows what could happen? An injury could happen. Um, somebody could get somebody could get suspended. Um, so we don't, don't want to get ahead of ourselves on this. You think so? Let me ask you this: Where would you rank based off of what we're seeing right now? Where would you rank that duo of of uh, Curry and and um, and Katie? I, I, I want to throw a quick stat out there. Go ahead. Uh, talking about Kevin Love, which you guys were just talk, talking about. Um, there's a stat that says Kevin Love has thrown more 20 yard, more passes that went 20 <laughs> yards than five NFL QBs. <laughs> I'm sure Alex Smith is on there. Brady probably on there. <laughs> I, I, I don't doubt that at all, yo. I, I, I don't doubt that at all. Um, where do you rank this duo? I don't even want to rank the duo. They haven't won a championship. Okay. Um, my top duo is Kobe and Shaq. I, I don't mind. Scotty got six rings, but Kobe and Shaq could have, could have. They're, they're both to me. Like Kobe's the second best player ever to me, and Shaq is somewhere in, in, you know, that top five, seven range. He's the most dominant player ever. And and in that same breath, though, is Magic and Kareem. I mean, yeah. you can make an yeah. argument that Magic's the best point guard to ever live, and Kareem's the best center who ever lived. Yeah, you you can definitely make. make, make <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can. I, I believe that's nine MVPs between the two of them. It was sort. Of, Kareem was sort of towards his end. Um, Magic Magic won the final game in the playoff of the finals without Kareem. One game. One game and one game which he had to do it. You know a lot. And he did it. Did it. Um. Um. And it it was just. I mean, it was just different. A different. 
league back then. Kareem, Kareem was ha- already done the most of his, the bulk of his stuff before Magic got there. He did a nice league. He picked up about four league MVPs with the Lakers. So, wasn't exactly just hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, wasn't, wasn't just, wasn't just there collecting a paycheck. I mean, he led the team in scoring all of those years. I mean, I, I think Kobe's better than Magic and Shaq's better than Kareem. So that's why I would pick them too. That's, that's, um, that's certainly debatable. I mean, that's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you that you're wrong. I don't know if I would, you know, that's fine. I don't even, I don't have no problem with that statement. I don't. And I wouldn't have a statement. I wouldn't have a problem if you said the other way either. I, I feel like that's, I think that's a coin flip, to be honest with you. Between the, uh, between the four of them. You know, I am a more Kobe fan, but, uh, yeah, that's, I wouldn't have a problem with that statement at all. Um, what about, what is the difference that you're seeing between the duo of the KD that we see on OKC versus the KD we're seeing in Golden State? Um, the game is just easier. Um, less force, less force shots. Um, and it just looks like it's more fun. That, that it does. And uh, it looks like a complete... It just does. It just... It looks drastically different. It looks... If I'm at home and I'm watching this and I'm Westbrook, which he claims he's not. But you know what? I'd be honest with you, I wouldn't even be surprised if he wasn't. He's probably at the gym somewhere getting up more shots because he thinks the reason they lost is because he didn't shoot enough times. You know what I mean? But I don't know how anybody can watch that and, and not say... Man, that just seems like such better basketball being played that Golden State plays with that ball movement. The the time that Kevin Durant might take the exact same amount of shots in a game in OKC as he does in Golden State, but there's if they let's say that number's twenty five, you pull up those twenty five looks in Golden State, they're going to be twenty five better looks than the ones you had in OKC. Absolutely. You know, every single time down, somebody else touches the uh, you know several people touch the ball. And then even aside from his 25, he's always been a high percentage shooter. Where is the other, the other 50 shots? What, what are those shots? Are those, you know, a lot of bad shots taken by Westbrook or, or shots taken by Roberson? And, you know, the other shots that's taken on go to state are also high percentage shots. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. For them, maybe not for everyone. Absolutely. And stuff take other people can't make. Yeah, no, nah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, it's, it's, we got what we wanted, and uh, as my brother just pointed out to me, which we've been hearing, is that actually after the first two games last year, Golden State had outscored them by even more than they have in the first two games this year. So right. now that being said, that so much happened. Bogut went out. Uh, Draymond got Draymond got suspended. You know, a lot of things went in the Cavs' way. And um, I don't. And Harrison Barnes just decided that he wasn't going to make any more shots for the rest of the series. So you know that's not going to happen with Kevin. That, I think that's just the biggest difference. And also, as I was telling A one earlier, I think LeBron is a lot more. He, 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 I don't think he's as confident as he was last year. I think that KD thing really, really messed with him. And, and if you go back and you kind of watch the whole year, all year long. I don't think LeBron was paying any attention to anybody other than Golden State. You know what I mean? And I, and I thought that even no matter how good and how well things were rolling, LeBron kind of always had this attitude like, that's not going to be enough. You know what I mean? Like, I think he knew it, it, this is the real deal. You, you know what I mean? Go ahead. I think, I think if they win that game, if they win this game tonight, 
that LeBron will be okay. If they if they lose tonight, then confidence got to go out the window. But winning tonight would be like, come on, guys, you know we've been here. I I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be non confident based on what happened last year. Yeah, I, I mean I agree. Even when they asked him after they um beat Boston, and you know they asked him what about Golden State, and remember his response was, I don't even want to talk about it right right now. It's too stressful. And, and, you know, after game one and before game one, he said, you know, what's the biggest thing? He said, KD, you know, KD and everything. I mean, he, the amount of times he mentions KD in a press conference, I've never heard LeBron mention one player that much, you know, in, in any, in any sort of situation. And, you know, I, I, I feel like if I'm LeBron and I'm watching that game one and Clay Thompson is missing everything under the sun, I know that's and, not going to happen again. Andre was missing everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, so I'm thinking in my head, like, Jesus, they beat us by 20, and Clay can't throw the ball in the ocean. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's not, and Clay's getting good looks. It's not like he was missing tough shots. He's getting good looks. So you know that's not going to happen again. Right. So I, I don't know. It just feels completely different. But again, we were here last year, so anything, you know, anything can happen. That, that, that I do agree with. But I think we're going to have, I, you know, three is a swing game because I think if Cleveland wins, it kind of brings stability back to the series. And it's a, okay, you know, the, the, the saying is series doesn't start until somebody loses a home game. So in this situation, I think the series not only start, it would probably end if Cleveland were to lose a home game tonight. You know what I mean? But so this is, this is a big game tonight. And, and if I'm Cleveland, I think we're going to know early. Like I, I think. Pay attention. Pay attention to the foul numbers because I don't, I'm not sure the NBA is, is willing to let mm-hmm. this sweep. It's too, it's too compelling, too good of a finals, too, too many stars out there for them to, for them to let this go down in, in four games. So you wouldn't be surprised as after two minutes in the game tonight, KD's got two fouls or Steph's got two fouls. Yeah, KD and, um, Draymond had two early last game. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I, I, I feel like, um, we should know real early. I feel like if Cleveland means business, and if I'm Cleveland tonight, out the gate, J.R. Smith needs four shots in the first quarter. Whether they go in or not, I mean, that's another story, but he needs four shots early, you know, and, and I'd like to get Corver going early also. And, and, you know, these guys have to score early because I do feel like if we go on a halftime tied, I don't like that. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to – because this is a heavyweight fight. And I think part of that is you have to knock these guys out early and often. You know, just get set the tempo, let them know, hey, we're in Cleveland now. You got you guys had their fun at your house. Welcome to our house, and we can do that too. But if Golden State comes out and takes the, you know their biggest punch in the first and second quarter, and LeBron kind of looks and is like, yeah, that's all we got. You know what I mean? Like, so it's twelve players on this roster because you know I, I I'm willing to bet that if by the second or th- if they enter the fourth quarter down by twenty again. LeBron's already thinking about what's Melo doing, what's Paul doing, what's uh, what's Paul George doing. You know, like this, this isn't going to work. I don't think LeBron's thinking that. I, I think you know there are some guys in that team. Maybe you know Jr. Shop with them guys. They, you know, they might be planning their vacation. But I seriously doubt LeBron has that mindset. I don't know if he's planning his vacation. I was saying he's planning his shopping list. <laughs> That's what I, was, I think he's got his Christmas list. Going early because he's you know oh, he's gonna... okay okay not like what they're doing like what they have right now yeah yeah no 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 not what no I didn't mean that <laughs> recruiting for next year yeah oh yeah that's oh, what I meant okay. yeah okay now what are they doing like I want to join them on the boat no 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 like <laughs> is it possible for them to play game six you know what I mean like, <laughs> like how can I get them here now like immediately right what strings do I have to pull to get these boys here immediately you know what I'm saying game I, I, four like <laughs> yeah absolutely I. 
If, I'll, I'll pay the fine. My, my thing is, I feel like LeBron, after these games, is calling these dudes on three-way. Like, yo, I got jumped. Like, yo, where are you guys at? Like, these dudes, KD, they just jumped me. You know what I mean? Like, you go get your boys. Like, let's do this. You know what I mean? Like, and when I mean go get my boys, I'm not talking about JR and, and Amon Shumpert either. You know what I mean? Like, y'all bringing heavy hitters. I need heavier hitters. And, and, and that's, that's what I think he's looking at. Because, I mean, I do think that he is that competitive. And, and I think he'll just look around like, nah, this ain't fair. This, we're not doing this again. Cause I, I, I feel like after that series, when he did get swept by the Spurs, I think LeBron made a conscious decision that never again will I put myself in a position where I'm unarmed. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not showing up to any more gunfights with a knife. Like, not happening. And he's made a career out of not doing that. Like I say, what do you do? You don't, 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 don't win the Eastern Conference Finals? I mean. <laughs> I don't know. You got to figure out something. Like I said, Chris Paul's a free agent. Melo, I'm pretty sure the way Chris uh, Phil Jackson keeps going, Melo be had. You probably trade a second round pick and get Melo nowadays. The way Chris Phil Jackson wants him out of there so bad. And, and then, but then that becomes uh, wow bad. I would have to say probably for the NBA to just have literally all the stars on two teams. But we're heading for it because whichever whichever one of these teams loses. They're going to get. They're going to get more. They're definitely going to get more. <laughs> you know what I mean. So you know, I, I think that's just going to be where we're at right now. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's again everything hinges on tonight. I think we're going to have our answers tonight. And I think if Cleveland if Cleveland wins tonight, everything's fair, especially if they blow them out. Yeah. Especially if they blow them out. But uh, interesting. Good basketball. Golden State. I don't. I don't know how anybody watches Golden State and isn't impressed with that ball movement. The ball movement and the ability that Steph Curry has to shoot from anywhere on the floor is just insane. They're, they're a fun team to watch. They really are. They 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 really really are. They really they really are. And I, and I kind of would like to see um, LeBron and them throw out their shooters and just try and shoot and and see what they got. You know what I mean? Just because, I mean, while while we can say, you know, RJ or Tristan or this guy is doing a phenomenal job on defense and so-and-so couldn't, I mean, our phenomenal job of defense is hurting these guys to 130 points. You know what I mean? So let's not act like we're holding them into the 80s. You, you know what I mean? So they ain't doing that that great of a job uh, defensively. You know what? 130 to be 150. 150 right. No, Absolutely. And and I'm guessing that's what Ty Lue's thinking. Like if they're putting up 135, I throw Fry and, and Kyle Korver up there. They'd probably be at 100 before the half. They, like I say, they beat them last year by once they made that adjustment to start switching everything. And them, them shots wasn't open off them screens. Golden State was was having trouble scoring. And they're calling those oh, Steph can't step up in the finals and this this and that. It was looking like you know he he wasn't he was choking. Well, to other to everybody else, not to me, but. And that was based. That was based off defense adjustments. I feel like Curry looks a lot healthier than he did last year, too, though. Yeah, you don't think so? I mean, he looks I, at, I, la, la, by the, by the end of last year, he looked a little broke down. And I, and I well, do I do think that quest for seventy two sucked took a lot of wind out of them. That's a long see. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not buying that one. Guys just started this resting stuff. I mean, over the last ten years or whatever, but this no. Go ahead. they were they were they wasn't out there playing heavy minutes. They was they was one they were just playing and 
these are young guys. I don't, I don't think that stuff. I don't think that stuff really, really hurt them chasing, chasing them records. I mean, the Bulls one seventy two. Mike wasn't worried about resting. And Mike's older than these guys are. Yeah, I, I, they just. I remember last year feeling like that Golden State team by the end just looked defeated and, and just worn down. They just didn't. Yeah. Look, they didn't look as fresh as the Cleveland team did. You couldn't get no open shots. Mm-hmm. Your shooters can't get open shots, and nobody else around you can really score. score. Can't score trying to create for themselves. Harrison Barnes more so, but Draymond can't do it. Um, Bogut was out. Iggy, and- Iggy can't do it. Uh, Livingston can't do it. He can a little bit. He got to get to his spot. His mid-range. Once he, he can post up smaller guys, but he's not knocking out shots. Them guys can't really create for themselves like that. And that's why I was like super teams. Guy's not a super team. They got a guy that draws so much attention, and he's unselfish, and they play together. Ding, 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 ding. I couldn't agree with all three of those points you just said. You get a superstar who plays on Selfish and they share, which essentially is what LeBron has done his whole entire career. He's a superstar who plays on Selfish and he gets other people involved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, that's, that's what he's done. He just don't, he don't hit shots at the rate that Steph Curry does. So it's, it takes more effort well, for him to score, kind of. I guess if you call it, I mean, cause he's able to run guys over and just get in once and, I guess that, that and that does take more effort than a guy coming down and shooting from 25, 30 feet. I mean, the thing is, is that you watch some of these shots and with Steph Curry's ability to put the ball on the floor and, and go right by you. I mean, there really becomes that. How do you guard a guy who can shoot from 35 feet away? You know what I mean? Like you literally have to pick him up from half court, but oh, by the way, if you pick him up at half court, he will go right by you. But the, the thing, the difference between Steph's unselfish and LeBron unselfish is, he he's not dominating the ball. Mm-hmm. Like we, Westwood averaged ten assists, but he's unselfish to a point where he's. I don't need the assist or the point. I'll pass the ball and I'll go set a screen for somebody. I'll cut back door and, and draw attention and make sure somebody else is open. I won't get the assist or the point, and it doesn't matter at all to me. That's more unselfish than a guy who can dominate the ball and okay, I know I'm gonna draw help, then I'm gonna pass it. To, you know, to a shooter or he just got to have the ball in his hands for, you know, 20 seconds at shot clock. Yeah. Which is, which I think is part of the problem with the Kyrie's of the world is that Kyrie, in order for Kyrie to be effective, he needs 15 seconds of the shot clock. That's a lot of time, man. <laughs> That's a lot of time. I mean, if you give him 15 seconds, he will get a shot and, and the chances are he's going to make it, but that's a lot of time. And, and in that 15 seconds, you're wasting the J.R. Smiths and the Shumpers of the world are just sitting there getting cold. And disinterested, not only cold, but disinterested on the offensive end of the ball. And not even, not even touching it. You can run up and down the floor for a quarter and not touch the ball. And, and, and I, and I gotta imagine that's, that becomes frustration, frustrating and you can't even say nothing. You know, you know what I mean? You definitely can't say nothing to any, to, to those guys. I heard of come off the bench and, and automatically get opportunities to have the ball in their hands and, be able to even take a shot or make a pass and just be engaged in the game. Maybe then maybe that's an adjustment to be made. Might not go with Shumper to start and then, you know, let JR run with the second unit and, and maybe get some shots off that way. Yeah. You know, I, I do feel like you have to find a way to get the other players involved. And because I, I feel like in order for Golden State, excuse me, for Cleveland to win, the LeBron's point total needs to come down and his assist total needs to go up. 
And in terms of, and, and maybe not even necessarily his assist total, but the distribution of the ball and shots, you know, they, they need to be spread out a little bit more balanced, I should say, and see some different people get some different looks. Um, yeah, anything else you want to say about this uh, finals? Go ahead, DJ. I'm sorry we cut you off. We have no questions or nothing. Uh, people just commented about uh, LeBron and, you know, and basically the series isn't done and whatever the case may be. If there's anybody else who had anything that they want to ask before we uh, moved out of the NBA Finals, um, I really feel like we'll get uh, some serious answers tonight. Oh, no question. I, I do feel like we'll get some serious answers tonight, and I and I'm happy that um, Kevin Love is actually showed up and played. And also on that note, DJ, I, I feel like when I'm watching these games, Kevin Love, I don't even they really have just reduced him to a three point shooter. And by they, I mean Cleveland, not even necessarily Golden State. He spends a lot of time on that three-point line. And when he's on the block, he's a mismatch problem. He's a bully on the block. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been, last game, he, he was able to get some mid-range post-ups. And he had some nice, nice mid-range shots that I was, I was proud to see. Because he has been, you know, just really out there, you know, jacking up threes. But I thought last game, he kind of veered away from that. So Yeah, I, I just... I, I, I get it that he can shoot and, you know, it's a nice weapon, but I mean, I, I feel like the idea that it, it's, comp- law, it's lost that, you know, this is a guy who can give you 20 points a game in the paint. Yes. You, you know what I mean? But if you just rather reduce him to a three point shooter, I, I'm just not sure if I agree with that. You know, I, I, I don't think that, um, he's going to be able to do that on Draymond. To do, uh, I mean, this is a guy, again, just think about this. Think about the amount of time he spends at the three point line. And you still grab 20 rebounds? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, you know how hard that is to grab 20 rebounds and you spend the majority of your time at the three-point line on the offense end of the floor? Well, I mean, when, when, when the guy you're guarding also is spending the most of his time at the three-point line, then that makes rebounds easier for you, too. In terms of what, the long, the long rebounds, you mean? Not even the, oh, you mean if, that you don't have to go out there and guard him? If Draymond, he don't have to even box him out. If Draymond got you. shoot freeze. And, and he's know. letting him. And if Clay missing all these shots and Dre missing these shots, those are plenty of rebounds there for them. And everybody's outside the three-point line, but Zaza. I had a question that I asked you uh, in the first game. I don't, A1, I don't know if you caught this at the beginning. You had to watch closely in the first five minutes of the game. JaVale McGee was, dare I say, Shaq-esque, you know what I mean, for, for a four-minute period. I mean, he went down block. I think in three minutes he had like six rebounds, you know, two dunks, two blocks. I mean, and then we just never see him again. Right. I, I thought I thought that was pretty weird myself. Okay. I, I, so it wasn't just me. I, I I thought that was really odd. I asked somebody I was with. I was like, Yo, why didn't JaVel get back in the game? His energy was amazing. Real super efficient. I mean, so he's very super efficient. <laughs> I mean, he's probably Even when they put the best players in at the end of the game, <laughs> they still didn't put him back in the game. No, he got four minutes. You know what <laughs> I mean? He got, I think he got six Six or seven points in four minutes. You know what I mean? So, like, again, like I said, the greatest four-minute stretch in, in, in NBA Finals history. You know, his points per minute is probably up there with MJ in the NBA Finals. You, you know what I mean? And I ask you this in seriousness. What is the difference between JaVel, aside from mentally, from JaVel McGee and DeAndre Jordan? Um, It's, it's more mental. Yeah. DeAndre is also a lot more coordinated. He's more coordinated and he's more of a tough guy. He's a dog. You know, JaVel, JaVel. He's more physical. He's stronger. That's cool. what, DeAndre. He just, he's just, 
it's, it's mental. He's just got the mentality that he's just a dog. His, his timing is better. Like I said, he, JaVel, he, he, he got the athleticism and he got the size. He's just, he's not as coordinated. He's a little more clumsy. Yes, he's definitely a little bit more clumsy. But I also no. think, I also think that cl- while we see some more of that clumsiness is because he's not, doesn't have it mentally. So he tries stuff that somebody with his athletic skills should not try. Right? And that like, We'll say we watch him dribble the ball off his foot. We've never seen DeAndre Jordan dribble the ball off his foot. Why? Because DeAndre Jordan doesn't dribble. Right? And even sometimes on these like lob passes or sometimes like when he gets these dunks under the rim, it's like it looked like he he, he almost missed it. And and DeAndre, he's looked like he's about to throw his arm through the rim. Right. It's his timing is bad on his jumps. Yes. And he's not that coordinated. Right. But let, let me ask you this. Do you think that if you take DeAndre Jordan off the Clippers and you put JaVale McGee in that pick and roll with a guy like Chris Paul, I, I think it would be, yes, the advantage would be DeAndre, but I think JaVale McGee would be capable of putting up similar numbers. Um, I don't know if he's going to get the rebounds and blocks DeAndre get, but. Probably not the rebounds, but offensively, those, those pick and roll <laughs> alley-oops with Chris Paul. No, that, what that takes is time. Right. Gotta have, in like, like, like that, that dunk, it's like some of the dunks that DeAndre does over guys, JaVale probably missed those. Like, he's seven foot long arms, big hands, and he's still kind of like fingertipping these dunks a lot of the times. Yeah, he, I, I agree with you there. He's a little clumsy. And I also yeah. think that he tries, again, he will try and dribble the ball coast to coast. DeAndre wouldn't even try that. You know what I mean? DeAndre would be like, what are you, are you crazy? And, JaVale, and, and to me, that's the upstairs department. Like, you know, like the light the elevator doesn't always go all the way to the top floor with Javel. Yeah. You know, but I, I I felt like he in that series, and and again, it's been proven that LeBron struggles with shot blockers in the paint. Whether it's Bogut, whether it's Tim Duncan, whether it's uh, Tyson Chandler, like that makes LeBron's job easy. Uh, excuse me, harder. You know, and when you when you take out when you take out a Javel McGee and you go with uh, maybe a David West or or a Draymond Green. LeBron is now the biggest player on the court. You, you know what I mean? So that's when he's just going to the rim at will. I think JaVale has been, been, been great and would like to see him more myself. I, and I do believe that with opportunity that he, he, he could do a lot more. I agree. But there's I, a reason he's, he, he hasn't been given his opportunities and, you know, he's, and I think more so got to do with upstairs. I, yeah, I agree. I, I wouldn't be like if we were to find out, and if we were to sit down and ask Kerr, and it was something along the lines like, just just doesn't get all the defense assignments, don't click, and you know, out of place. That wouldn't surprise me in the slightest bit. Yeah. You know, that that wouldn't surprise me. In the Let me ask you something. Do you see a difference between Steve Kerr and Mike Brown? Do like do you do you, do you see a difference Warrior team? And at yeah. that level, do you think with that team? You being an NBA player, do you think it makes that much of a difference to coach swapping? Don't don't see a difference at all. And they, it's 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 still Steve Kerr's team. It's Steve Kerr's offense, and they they basically can run it, you know, without Steve. So there's if a coach is just out for a few games, it's probably going to be much of the same, especially for a team who's been winning. For the last three years, the way they've been winning, it's not going to change on that. And, and and again, this is just from the outside looking in, and my, you might have a in, more insight on that. But don't they just seem like such a a coachable team? 
like, don't you get the feeling that if it's the type of thing, like, a lot of these things, it's, you know, when the head coach isn't there, then, you know, some people might give you a little lip and, you know, you're not the head coach anyway or I'm going to do what I want to do. But don't you kind of get the feeling that whether it was Mike Brown, Steve Kerr, or me, if I told Steph Curry what to do, he'd be like, if that's what the coach said, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, what do you think Bill Walton is coaching the Lakers? <laughs> I mean, Luke Walton, Luke Walton. Luke, Luke I'm sorry, Luke yeah. Walton is coaching the Lakers. I mean, you got a, a team for the unselfish guys who, who with, with with no egos. Mm-hmm. They out there having fun. Like, I mean, I mean, like, like I say, they're they're overachievers. Like, nobody ever thought we would be at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, look at us. And and nobody cares about the accolades. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really baffled how people can hate on Golden State. I I don't. I think it's probably just because of you're a LeBron fan, but I, I, I they're so fun to watch. Yeah. They, I mean, they almost the, the closest thing I can remember really is like uh, that Sacramento team with Weber and and either Jason Williams or Baby, but and Pajon. They were fun to watch. They scored. And they got up around you know or or Steve Nash's um Phoenix teams. You know, like they're fun to watch. And this is like that Steve Point Nash team with ten times better shooters. You know what I mean? So it's 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 amazing to watch. Does does Kevin Durant need to win? In my book, I think he does. But how many rings do you think he needs to win to justify this? To make this okay? For that asterisk to kind of drop off? He won this title, and it's, it's really nothing. Did what he did was worth it. One. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't going to get it in, o, in OKC. Absolutely wasn't going to get it in OKC. And and, I, and and it's crazy to me that how people don't see that. I remember how we were talking about last year and everybody was, and we were saying, you know, while everybody was looking at saying, like, man, you know, they had them 3-1. They were this close to winning. And me and you were looking at the other direction and saying, well, you just realize that you're never going to win. You know what I mean? Like, you could be up three games to, oh, you're not going to win. And they had them 3-1. They're close to winning and didn't win. That was their opportunity right there. Yeah, and, and, and I agree. And, and I think that that's when, you know, it wasn't, oh, if we had just came back next year and tried, it was, man, we come back next year. Our chances of getting them boys down three to one, that ain't going to happen. And if, you know yeah. what I mean? And if we couldn't get them three one, we damn sure ain't going to get them when we're down three to one. And if Golden State couldn't get KD, they were going to get somebody else. Yeah. They had to been KD. One, I couldn't agree with you more. And I really, and I said it when it happened. I, I feel like Golden State just needed to buy a nice handgun, and they went and bought a bazooka. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we, Harrison Barnes missed some shots. Let's get some guy who can shoot some shots. We're like, uh, how about the league MVP? Like, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just really felt like, wow, okay. And I agree with you because even, not to even say it, but if Golden State in the offseason had went and picked up Kyle Korver or something like that, it'd be like, ooh, you spread out, you know, those three, that's trouble too. And it's not to say that Kyle Korver is Kevin Durant, but the point is that they were going to add another shooter, whoever it was, one way or another. And and I, I don't think OKC was going to match that at all. But that being said, I think with this team as constituted, in order to get all of this, their cheating, their super team stuff off the books, I do think they need at bare minimum two and maybe three yeah. to, to to win to for people to be like, okay, you know, nah, it doesn't really matter. That's they're just great players. Yeah. And, and I kind of part of me would would like for this to go this way. They beat them, and and pretty much going into the off season with Golden State saying, "I don't really care who you add, LeBron. You know what I mean? Go get Melo. Go get Paul. Go get whoever you like. 
Go get Kawhi. Well, not, not Kawhi. Don't go get Kawhi. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't go get Kawhi. Let's be easy, big fella. <laughs> easy, dog. Easy on the Kawhi joint. That's not a good look because he actually would give KD some problems and then things would get ugly from there on down. You know, that, 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 other than Kawhi. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would like them to kind of be, you know, hey, go get your big brother and let's, let's do this. You know, because I mean, even if you add a Paul George or, or whatever the case may be, as long as it's not a bunch of them, I still like Golden State. I don't know about Paul George either, but what you mean? You don't know about adding, if they add Paul George? Yeah, it's just like Ed Kawhi. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. But I, I still feel like the way as long as the Kyrie's the thing, man, and 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 we're both in agreement. That's a bad man. Like if if basketball was what it was ten years ago, or if this was a one on one tournament, or I mean, his offensive game is amazing. It, it just is. But I don't think that style. I think that style of point guard is is dead. You you know what I mean? Think about this, DJ. Up until the NBA has been around for I think seventy five years now, something like that, isn't it? They just said their seventy five or fifty year anniversary, something along. No, fifty years is when they did the top fifty players of all time, and that was like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, I'm not sure the years. So it's around sixty years. Okay, let's say that up until two years ago, what was the known fact? You can't win a title with a jump shooting team. Remember that? that was just 60 years of NBA basketball, and that was a fact. You can't win a title with a jump shooting team. That seems like ancient history thinking. You, you know what I mean? Because now we're you're about to win the second title, or you know they, you can certainly win a title with a jump shooting team now. Like it's such a different NBA. Go ahead. What'd you say? Alice was a jump shooting team too. Who? Alice. Not straight to the. Yeah, I mean, not to this magnitude. Definitely not to this ma- not to this magnitude, but yes. Deshaun Stevenson and Kid, nobody Tyson Tyson didn't post up. Dirk Dirk shot a lot of mid range, their jump yeah. shots. They weren't necessarily threes, but they were all jump shots. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But you get where I'm going with that and that it's yeah, a different NBA. It's a different NBA. It's a different NBA. And I think in another five years, we might be saying the complete opposite. Like you can't win an NBA from the inside out. You, you know what I mean? Like, we might just be, we're heading that way, whereas, though, it used to be, if you wanted to win an NBA title, you had to have a center. And now, as we're getting to the point, like, yeah, you can't win an NBA title with a center. Like, you can't score t- two-pointers anymore. Like, you have to be able to score three-pointers in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what I mean? So, that in itself, I think, speaks to Golden State's greatness, and that's it's, it's a narrative that I believe is missing, is that they really have changed the climate of the NBA. You know, in, in this offseason, somebody is going to go, somebody right now is saying, how do we get J.J. Redick? How do we get, you know, how do we get more shooters in here? And that's because they're trying to match that firepower. Man, main Lakers grab D'Angelo Russell instead of Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because that's because that's where we're headed. And it's, you know, it's one, you know, the, the, the KDs, which what Ben Simmons is, you know, you're hoping for, is that you have a tall wing player who can be 6'10 and put the ball on the floor and play, and, you know, hence the Greek freak and these type of guys, you know, that, that's going to be the new thing is, do you have a six foot nine or six foot ten win player? Right. You know, kind of, you might be, you might have been like 10 years ahead of your time, DJ. Maybe 10, 15 years too early, man. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> he said it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Hey, did you hear your, um, I don't even want, before we get out of here, you heard my homeboy, um, my favorite person on the earth, right? Uh, Jason Whitlock. No. Really? You didn't hear about what, um, I know you heard of anyone back, back to, after LeBron got, um, spray painted, uh, the vandalism on, on, on his <laughs> fence. 
and then uh, Jason Whitlock comes to say that uh, black people can't uh, can't be uh, experience racism. Rich black people, sorry. Rich black people can't experience racism. And then he follows that up the next day. I mean, every day. Every day he attacks it. And then he said something else about it. Huh? Who was the next day? What was his response to his backlash? Who? Uh, Jason Whitlock? Oh, he just he doubled down and said that it is not hard. LeBron, he said he was disappointed in LeBron playing the victim role and saying, woe is me. It is not hard to be LeBron James in America. It is not hard to be Oprah Winfrey. He said, hell, it's not even hard being Jason Whitlock. I never wake up and say, woo is me. It's so hard to be black in America, which I don't think that's what LeBron said at all. You, you know what I mean? And it's how many times is this dude just going to hop out here and just attack every single black celebrity and just you know just just for the hell of it i don't watch jason so i don't i don't know what he's what he's used to doing oh my god dj i i oh if i saw him if he offered me a job and said hey man everything you've been working for great job man i want to work with you i'd say not a shot in hell yo i'll keep doing shows from my bathroom before i would work with that dude yo like literally i mean it's it's unreal and he's toxic to watch him to, to to do this. I mean, did you did you hear the Charlemagne like ten minute rant on that dude? No. Oh, go listen to that. Fired him up. Good. I mean, real good. To which I mean, Jason Whitlock comes back and just says doubles down and just says more ignorance every every day. He just says more and more. If he was white, he'd be kicked off the air for being racist. With the things that he said. I mean, he said what he said. Everybody's acting like LeBron is a victim. He's not a victim. It was an inconvenience. That's what he said. It was an inconvenience that his, and he kept putting in quotes, his staff cleaned up in less than two hours. He said his flunkies. His flunkies and his staff cleaned up in less than, first of all, why they got to be flunkies? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that, that's just, what an idiot. You know what I mean? Like what, what an idiot. I, I, he's, that's, he never, and he just keeps going and he's built a career off of that. He really has built a career off of that. And speaking of careers being coming down, Tiger, man, I I feel bad for him. I do feel bad for him, especially when it came out that it wasn't it wasn't even alcohol; it was medicine that he was prescribed. That was a great segue right there. <laughs> hey man, it is what it is, my man. It is what it is. Uh, uh, hey, go ahead, yeah, man. yeah, Tiger, man. By the way, but my thing is why why is that video from the police station on the internet? I I always wonder how. Like, if somebody, a cop, kid gets shot or something, the video comes out like a year and a half later. If we even get it. You know, one of these celebrities get caught with a DUI or something, that video is out within an hour. It, yeah. You know what I mean? And why is that, I don't know, the, 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 the joy that these people have in, in trying to tear this man down is, it's kind of sad. And the, the whole everything about Tiger just is, you know, kind of sad because, I mean, it, I don't think it should, anybody should be surprised that Tiger is on pain medication when he's had four back surgeries. Like, how, how is that not? Do you know anybody who had back surgery who wouldn't be on pain medication? You know, I, I mean, I'd imagine his back hurts like hell. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's, it's, it's. Nobody knew. I would not in a million years would you have guessed that this is how it would end. But it did. Let me ask you this before, uh, as as, as Levar Ball, uh, excuse me, Alonzo. Just so whenever you so used to talking about Levar more than Alonzo. If you're a Lakers or you're any team, would you would would you would his father affect you drafting him? <laughs> it's a tough one, man, because 
I like the kid so much. And his dad definitely would make you got to look at it like, man, do we want this? Do we want this headache? I don't. Got to be a, it got to be a conversation you had with dad and be like, okay, listen, once this kid's in our hands, he's in our hands. Like whatever you're trying to do with your brand, I mean, leave, leave us out of that. And you know, dad's got to be like, oh, nah, you know, I'm just trying to build my brand. You know, I'm not, I'm, I never get in the way of my son's career and all this and that. That got to be established. Cause here's my he thing. Was, here's what we know. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, DJ. Go ahead. His answers to to my question, you know, as a front office staff, just gotta just gotta be right. If he's like, man, nah, ain't nothing getting done without you know, dad, this, this, that, or man, nah, I'm out of the way. He's yours. You know, I'm just I'm just worried about my baller brand. He and and, and the thing is, I, I that needs to be discussed. Yeah, yeah. Before I even see the kid work out, like we'll bring him in for a workout. I don't work out anything. I want to talk to his dad, and, and I want I want to know if this is about marketing and you would like to market baller brand. Fine. Because here's what we do know is going to happen. If he goes to the Lakers, there's going to be a lot of attention on them. And the one thing the Lakers will be doing next year is losing a lot of games. And what I don't want to hear when we lose four games in a row is that my son isn't being used properly. He needs to play more at the one. He needs to play more at the two. He needs to do. You know, I don't need all these options from your dad in the media about what we should or shouldn't be doing as a team. You know, like I, 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 we can't have that, especially in a city like L.A., or, or New York. Like, the, the media here is enough as it is. The last thing I need to do is be fielding questions about your dad. Right. That, that, that would be me. Like, and, and if, whereas though, if there's two players on the same plateau, that would definitely be the tiebreaker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you would have to be that much better than the next guy for me to be dealing with that. Especially in a media outlet like, like LA. I mean, he could, I mean, he goes to LA and he becomes, you know, one of the most recognizable faces in LA. And and then yeah. you ask yourself, do we need that? Yeah, do we need to be asking questions every day? My players got to answer questions about every this kid's dad. About this kid's dad, and 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 I mean, I, I'd be interested to know. Let's say you do come here, do you plan on having a talk show? Because I'm thinking he says, why? Well, yeah, I do actually. You know what I mean? And I will be daily on Fox Sports. Uh, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, think about the other. He's not the first. I mean. Phil Sims and how many of these guys that we know that their sons played and they don't, they try, they go out their way not to even, you know, cover their games or talk about them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, no, I want my kid. I mean, Doc Rivers' son plays on his team and he doesn't even, you know, acknowledge that that's his son. Right. You, you know what I mean? From, 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 in that aspect of it. So, Austin, as you know, Dan said that he don't like the dude. <laughs> Most for the most part. I, I, I was wondering if, that interview he did with uh, on 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 the Fox that was kind of odd, like because he right he did borderline say like yeah I don't even know that dude. If you read between the lines, he said right. I, I hadn't seen him once. This he said I saw him on Mother's Day. You know what I mean? He was like yeah he was at the house on Mother's Day. That was basically what he said. Yeah. You know uh, as as um Big Baby I don't know if you noticed uh a one Big Baby just cannot stop attacking Doc Rivers and the Clippers like he just can't. Every time he gets a microphone in front of him. He just is just bashing the Clippers, and, and you know that Austin Rivers went back and forth a little bit. Yeah, and Austin Rivers basically said, you know, I didn't grow up with that dude. He said I grew up in Florida, and he was in Boston. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was kind of weird. That was kind of weird. Um, DJ, do you have an opinion on uh, Lonzo Ball versus um, Markel Fultz, the Washington kid? 
Um, I think Markel's a better scorer. He's more of a two. I think Lazo is a pure point guard that makes everybody else better around him. Answer me this, DJ. When I'm watching the, the LeVar Ball highlights, and I, and I think about when I, I watch you shoot a lot, and you know, whatever the case may be, and you, Dirk, KD, the one thing I notice that some of the best shooters that I know, the release point of the ball is at the top of your shot. Mm-hmm. When I watch Alonzo, I don't know if you notice it, he's releasing at about his shoulder, almost his stomach. Have you noticed that? I mean, you don't know if I noticed it. Okay, so, sorry, so you noticed <laughs> that. Right? You're not in my brain, you're not in my level of, of basketball IQ, DJ. This is you. This the is first thing I noticed. Okay, so it's exactly. So does that not kind of be like, mm, that's weird? And don't you kind of question that getting off of the next level? Like, I, when I see that, I'm thinking in my head, like, DJ would have that, or KD would have that in the fourth row if you release the ball yeah. from your from your chest. Yeah, and and we um we got a player on our team who's a good shooter who shoots sort of that way. And even preparing for um for Lonzo, we played against him in a tournament. It's like he he can't get that shot off going to the right because he has to bring it back left to shoot it back to the right again because it comes from the side of his yes like that oh yes and and but the thing is <laughs> he he's not worried about shooting the ball that much he he takes he, he takes good shots he's 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 not even really trying to he's passing the ball but then he can shoot it deep so when you're not up on him you give him that space then he's letting it go if you're up on him he's gonna use the screen or he's gonna go by you and get in the lane is it too late to, to, to change, yeah. at this level, you can't change that, right? Too late. You're not changing the shot. I mean, cause he, cause the thing is, he can, he can shoot. Like I said, if he couldn't shoot, if he couldn't shoot, if he's Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and, <laughs> right. and you know, you gotta, you gotta make some adjustments. The kid can shoot. I, I just, when I watch it, I'm thinking in my head, like at the next level, I feel like against somebody like yourself or KD or, or Kawhi Leonard, I feel like that's gonna be hard to get off, man. Yeah. Shooting but from uh, he's not a volume shooter, so. Yeah. Okay. I, you know. Okay. We'll we'll be interested to see how that um you know what the Lakers gonna do. With I'm also to- curious about that too. I, I, I don't I know. I know they can't change the shot, but I'm also curious how he's gonna get that off on the next level. How 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 they're gonna try to try try to play him. Mm-hmm. Thing is, force him right. But then if you force a guy that's athletic and that size right, it's kind of giving him a strong hand. Whereas though he'll just go to the rim and finish. He's not going to have to pull up. Then if you force him left, that's where he gets his shot off from. So it's like pick your. I mean, do you feel like him and D'Angelo Russell is a, is a serious backcourt in this NBA? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nah, um, if you get him, you got to part ways with D'Angelo. I think they can be good. I mean, they both can. I mean, they wouldn't be bad. They wouldn't be bad. Now I think about it because I think Lonzo can guard it too. But then they they two guys who, who need the ball in their hands. I, I would want the ball in Levar, I mean Lonzo's hands. Yeah, I would. I would, I've been rather under impressed with uh, D'Angelo Russell. I, I mean, I think he's played well in spurts, but I watched a lot of Lakers games and I and just really didn't just don't see it. Like I, I mean, he can, he can knock down shots. He can score. I, I mean, to be honest with you, I when I don't I don't even say he's hands down better than uh, Jordan Clarkston. Both of them are just really like they 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 score. They need the ball. Yeah, they want to score. Alonzo is trying to get get guys around him better. That's what I really like about him. Yeah, I, I, do you see? I I feel like the Lakers are just far away. 
They got some young. They got some they got young, a lot of young guys. You know, I I, I thought Ingram, uh, he's another one that I can say. I don't see it. I, I mean, it doesn't mean. I, do you see something there? I like him. I you think do? He, I think he can be. I think he'll, he'll be pretty good. With his, his just his ability alone, it's really gonna be up to him. But he can he can knock down shots. He's all on athletic. All right, anything else you want to say before we get out of here, DJ? Hey, oh, go ahead, anyone. Kovalev versus Ward 2 next week. Who you, who you like? Did you hear him? Yeah, I heard him. Um, Kovalev. I think Kovalev got robbed the first time. You had anything, anyone, today? What do you think the odds of us getting this Floyd, uh, this Floyd McGregor thing? It seems like it's going to happen. They're... They, <laughs> You got both guys really pushing for it. I can say if it was like Floyd, they want to do it, and McGregor ain't want to do it. They both want to do it, so I don't see why they don't. It's going to generate a lot of money. Yeah, I was reading a, um ESPN article where they broke down what they financially think it would do, and if it, if it had a chance to beat uh, Pacquiao versus um versus versus Floyd, and they said their projections is that it would just it would come just I think like twenty million dollars under. I think they said that one generated um. 660 and they said they would have projected to generate like 620 and when they said the biggest difference is that um the betting is that they just don't think anybody would bet on McGregor but then they said the odds right now would be like 20 27 to 1 or something like that (laughs) you know so I mean uh I think that yeah basically I mean now that being said the only way for you to make money on the fight is to put money on McGregor or you'd have to bet ten thousand dollars on Floyd just to win a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? So at that point, that becomes you know a mute point. But um, I tell you one thing, man. I'm not what I am not looking forward to is this NBA Finals being over because it's it's, it's rough here during the week. No, we got the big three, man. The big three is on the summer on the summer on the weekends, but during the week, it's tough. Yeah. Any more any more news on the big three or anything else you want to share about the big three, DJ? Nothing else. Games games. Starting twenty fifth, Barclays Center. You ready? Dot com. You ready? Yeah. How much? How often you practicing? Um, I'll do something every day as far as lifting or shooting. My man, we're pulling for you, man. He got here in the the playoffs. Playoffs is last night. There's a game tonight, and I'm like, brother, I can't make that game tonight, man. Said you said you're playing in what? You're playing in what? He got here. Oh. Okay. What kind of league is it? Um, like a regular, like, like summer league, like we have at home. Okay. Not as good as the competition. Um, no, not really. There's some good teams, but not really. Okay. Do, do you feel, do you, when you're here, I mean, you obviously might be biased, but I've seen here and I've grown up in Florida. It, it just seems like there's just so much, so much more basketball players around here than there is anywhere else. Absolutely. That's, I mean, we, we have, we, we we have a lot of pro, a yeah. lot of pro NBA overseas, a lot of high D one talent just in the neighborhood. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, you go to these things like I told you, we went to the the thing this weekend, and I mean, just the amount of Division one yeah. basketball players that are in the PG County, DC area is is absurd. Yes, yes. You you know, you know what I mean just uh, just absurd. Alright, um, DJ, well again, appreciate your time, my brother, and, um, I guess next time we will talk will probably be, uh, after the finals, uh, wrap that up. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> hey, man, I, hey, man, we, we was doing this last year. Yeah, we were. 
we were. I mean, it, it really would be terrible if something did happen to one of those guys. I mean, that that would be terrible for everybody. That's not what the league needs, you know. But barring that, I'm sorry, bro. I, I don't see. You 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 see you saying the broom? Yeah, uh, yeah, broom and at best, like you said, I think I think if they got a shot, it's one. If they if they win today and it's only by like two or three points, I think it's five games tops. Tonight they need, like I said, they need to jump. They need to blow them out. Then I'll then I'll say we got a series. Then I'll say we have a series. We'll see. We will definitely see. A one, anything else before we get out of here? Okay. Thank you for everybody to tuning in. Oh, by the way, if you guys are looking for a um a team to support, just so you know, the the team name is Three's Company and the Big Three. So uh, that's the team that we will be supporting and pulling for. So make sure you guys know that that's the uh the league is Big Three. The team is Three's Company. That's uh Demar Johnson, Allen Iverson, Mike Sweetney, Andre. Is it Owens or is it Cowens? Owens. Owens with a with a with a O. Owens and Ruben Patterson. The Kobe stopper. The Kobe stopper on the team, man. Just in case you guys run into Kobe in the big three, you guys are armed with the Kobe stopper. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing before we go. I wanna um wish my big bro Adam Iverson a happy birthday. Forty two years young today. Forty two years young. That's a happy birthday to Allen Iverson and uh that's y'all. That's what's up. Happy birthday to that young fella. Forty two. That, that dude, I, I I hate when he doesn't get the respect he deserves in NBA history, man. That 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 whole ring talk stuff is just I, I feel like they give him respect. I feel like especially from players and ex-players. Players like, give him all the respect in the world. I think that this next generation is just foolishness, and they don't. Like, all anybody talks about is rings. You're one. I think that he has all the respect in the world from uh, players. You, yes. you know what I mean? It, it's it's the, the things where it'll be like, Isaiah Thomas this week, and then, and then you'll see questions like, "Who would you rather have, Isaiah Thomas or Allen Iverson?" The Isaiah Thomas for the Celtics. You'd be like, "Have you lost your damn mind, yo?" You know they always they'll always do comparisons. You know Isaiah Thomas averaged thirty points this year. They are always gonna do yeah this year, and it's like tenth year in the league. Iverson was dropping some thirty like his third year in the league. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's what I mean when it's like, "Come on, man, don't do that." Y'all got that man all the way messed up. That dude is a legend, a legend. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We really appreciate it, and we will catch up with you guys later. Have a good week. Later.